I'm watching all the sports centers on here in the studios. We welcome you into hour two of the Plank Show with Josh on Plank. I'm watching the highlights of the Cavs and the Sixers. And I just, like Donovan Mitchell goes from looking like this cold assassin on the court. And then in his post game, he's got the, the glasses on. He's got the shirt. You're like, what is this? What is this? I need you to be out there talking trash, Donovan. You know what? I um, I spent a lot of time, Josh, this week on my trip trying to find out where it could go wrong for OKC. I know that's you might say that's a very defeatist attitude, right? But I'm just what have you discovered? Don't have two stars fight with each other <laughs> because Rudy Gobert versus Donovan Mitchell kind of ended the Utah run. Yeah, and have stability with your coaching staff. Because, let me just real quick before we get to this, a couple college football notes. I, uh, and I, then when? I, I, yeah, yeah, I continue to do what you're doing. I kind of think Oklahoma City is about ready to have a run. Yeah, like, I, uh, I think the window's opening, opening as well. Up, right. I, and so in that, I'm like, okay, what can screw this up? Well, not winning in the playoffs, like Utah. Number one. And then when you don't win in the, in the playoffs, ownership gets – a little bit worrisome, Antsy. right? And then make a move that doesn't work out or two. Right. And then you get mad at a coach. You move on from that. Or Players get, start getting a little uh, sideways with one another. It's all rosy right now right. for OKC because they're on the come up. I guess the point is that I learned to don't lose in the playoffs and don't have internal strife. And it seems – Right? That all these guys really dig each other. So that's a good sign. You know, you go back and you watch the old 30 for 30 on Shaq and Penny, and everything was gold. Because we, we, we talked about that being a comparison for OKC when things fell apart with Harden, Katie, and, and, and Russell Westbrook, right? Mm-hmm. But – uh, And that was a really – I mean, it was easy to make that comparison. Sure, very much so. Because it happened so. so quick, and they were so young. This feels different. So I'm just – I was watching it, and every time I watch Donovan Mitchell, I keep thinking the Jazz were like the one seed not too long ago heading into the playoffs. Quinn Snyder, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, who else? Had a couple of other assassins on that team. And you fast forward five years later, and Utah's pretty good now, right? They're Joe not Ingles, terrible. of course. Joe Ingles would always be hitting Bron- – you're like, where did that come – how was that guy in the NBA? He felt like the prototypical – Random guy on a, a championship team piece. So I, I – it, more Thunder talk coming up in the top five stories of the day. What, what do you make of the lay of the land in the NBA? Hey, Doc Rivers off to a great start. <laughs> I I guess <laughs> – Fell into another great opportunity, and, man, he uh, he always delivers, doesn't he? He, he? he Real quick, what I think of the lay of the land of the NBA right now. I think that there are a lot of teams that are quickly realizing there's not a switch that you can just flip. I think one of those is Los Angeles with the Lakers, who are two games over 500. I think the Nuggets are kind of in that. But it's kind of wild. Like I dump on the Nuggets, and I'm like, ah, they really haven't impressed me. But then, Josh, you realize they're the four seed, but they're only a game and a half out of the top spot. If I how about this? I don't want to see if I'm thinking about OKC in the playoffs, right? I do not want to see Phoenix in the first round. 
I don't want anything to do with them. Yeah, they're scary. And honestly, I, I'm and I'm I'm a diehard, tried and true Los Angeles Lakers fan. Have been my whole life, and and I I have fallen in love with this version of the Thunder. I wasn't a I didn't like how people acted about Westbrook, and I think I made it known, and I made a lot of enemies with Thunder fans, but this version, I dig. I dig it. I like Mark Dagnall. I hope he's here forever. We've paid our dues to you now. Right, exactly. Now you guys have earned this trust. <laughs> but I will uh, I will say this. I ain't, I ain't afraid of Lakers. Put them on the – where are they at right now? I don't think anybody is in the they're, West. They're three and a half games out of the sixth seed right now. I mean, they're hoping that Spencer Dinwiddie can come in and save them. So if, if I see them or if I see Golden State or even if I see Sacramento in the first round, I'm feeling pretty good because – I know I'll lose to Sacramento on the road, probably. But you have to respect the vets. LeBron, AD, right. Golden State, what they've been. You can't, you can't count those guys out. The NBA is so wild. Like, you you really have to be terrible to not even make the play-in tournament. Like <laughs> now, there, yeah. There's only, like, ten teams that don't make the play-in tournament. You almost have to try to not get in. Uh, I'm cons- I'm, I can't figure out why Atlanta's not any good. I, uh, there's nobody in the East that scares me. I could, I'm not, I know Boston's running away with it right now, but I think whoever wins the West is winning the title. You, you want to quickly add before we dive into some, the luckiest team in college football talk, anything else from the NBA lay of the land that has caught your eye? I'll tell you one team that I'm, West I'm, is going to be so fun. I'm sneakily concerned about the Clippers. Yeah, they they're pretty good. I'm sneakily concerned about the other team that for now inhabits the uh it's not Staples anymore, it's what Crypto Arena or whatever it is. Crypto.com center or <laughs> Crypto Arena. Yeah, uh, Kawhi finds that switch. Speaking of flipping a switch and who can or cannot do it, Kawhi typically has been that guy that can flip a postseason That's right. switch. That's right. By the way, 5809 is on fire today. He writes, only two things can stop the OKC Thunder impending run. Number one, hiring Doc Rivers. Number two, LeBron and OKC. Yeah, I think you're right. We're, and that sounds wild we're to past say. past that. To say, no, 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 we're, 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 we, don't, we don't want LeBron here. Isn't that wild to think about? You made it through the deadline. I think we're, we're okay. I, I, LeBron has never done anything wrong. He is never in trouble. He... He married his high school sweetheart, and they've been together. You know, I'm sure there is a story out there that we don't know. He's The only thing that some probably would take a little bit of exception to Go ahead. is, and I've got no problem with it. Go ahead. I, athletes want to speak, speak. Voicing political opinions. Well, he's, he's honestly said some really stupid stuff in it. I mean... Just to be- and sort of making a hypocrite out of himself exactly. in, in a couple of instances. Relationships so, with China, right? Right. So he took the anti-Jordan approach where Jordan said, yeah, no, I fair, I, I'm not getting involved. Right. LeBron did the opposite and has rubbed some people the wrong way along the way. But outside of that, generally speaking, I'm with you. I mean, yeah. great guy, but, has been a big-time winner. And I guess I, I guess you, you hit it on the head. That's why some people can't stand him. I never make my political beliefs public because you'd be like, wait, what? How can you think that and then also think that? I'm like, yeah, it makes no sense. It's usually not a good <laughs> recipe for an athlete because the general American populace doesn't want to hear rich people tell them what to think. Oh, I, that's why I can't stand watching or couldn't stand watching like the Oscars for the longest time. Wait, you're going to get up 
with your billion dollars and tell me about how this world needs to be run. Right. It's it's, like, listen, you don't s- understand me. Don't <laughs> explain to me anything. And, and it's like stirring now, too. It's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on here, Howard. <laughs> you and your mansion where you're able to have your seclusion seclusion you're going to tell me about how i need no no that's not how it works but okc firmly there in that two spot right now 36 and 17 and got the all-star they're fun again man they're fun again let's talk about luck it's a plank show on a tuesday 10 11 bottom of this hour i'm going to dive into some nerdy legal stuff ncaa versus everybody you know i have my I have my OU softball shirt on from last year that says Sooners versus all y'all. And uh, it's one of my favorite shirts. Sooners versus all y'all? Versus all y'all. It doesn't, it's not the Sooners versus the world? No, Sooners versus, well, in my mind, Josh, this is saying versus the world. It's versus all y'all. But the NCAA versus all y'all coming up at the bottom of this hour. <laughs> So I dove into a couple of college football notes that I wanted to get here real quick. I I know this is the home of Sooner fans, and for the longest time, this 10 a.m. hour was dedicated to our Swift Co. transfer portal updates. But for now, that's a very, very quiet conversation. Yes, it is. Did the Deshaun Foster hiring yesterday, did it end the coaching carousel, which, let's face it, has been as odd of a coaching carousel as we've had. It's been a big-time chain reaction carousel. Very much so. So, you know, you go back a little bit, the decision by Jeff Halfley to leave Boston College to go to Green Bay to become the defensive coordinator. I honestly didn't know what to expect or think about Boston College and its opening. And then, lo and behold, they go get Bill O'Brien who was at Alabama, but then Saban retires. So he takes a job with Ryan Day at Ohio State and is there for like three weeks. The next thing you know, Josh, where is he? He's the head coach at Boston College, which is a weird, weird move. Sidebar to this. Sidebar to this. Did you see one of the major hires? This is very much under the radar. Did you see one of the major hires that was made by Bill O'Brien? He went... And he hired the strength coach from Florida and Craig Fitzgerald. Now, he and Fitzgerald have a really long relationship, but this is maybe a make-or-break year for Billy Napier, right? I mean, he got to win some games in Florida. Yeah, and, and what? We were looking at FanDuel win totals yesterday, and I think they're five and a half, so right. they're not expected to be good. Listen, if they only win five games, he's gone. Billy Napier is out at Florida. And so as you're going into this very important period for development, weight room work. Lost his guy. He lost his dude. And I learned this from listening to Andy Staples. They had apparently fired the guy that was there before him because they didn't think he was any good, but had to keep him on staff because he had a massive buyout. Oh, my goodness. Florida is a mess. Yeah. Okay, that's a mess. Um, so who's gonna who's their quarterback? Uh, there's no way Graham Mertz has any eligibility left. They got one of the transfers to come in there. <laughs> they better hope not. Uh, hold on, this is gonna drive me crazy because Graham Mertz, who had the 
terrific first two games in his career, and it's never been as good since. No, not even close. Let's see. Oh, they do have – oh, my gosh, they do still have Graham Mertz. He's still in college. Oh, my gosh. Is he their starting quarterback? Yes. Oh, that's great. How, how is that even possible? <laughs> that's amazing. I, I thought that he was, but it's also one of those three like, wait, there is no way he can still be in college, right? All right, so Florida, in a make-or-break season, loses its strength coach on essentially Sunday. So there's, there, there's those unintended consequences of the coaching rumor. Then you have the UCLA, and I still don't. Did Chip Kelly leave to take the Ohio State job, or did they fire him? That's where I'm, like, really confused. The the gist that I could gather was that Kelly basically knew he had his walking papers, that he was not going to be, you know, one more year, and that was going to be that. So I think he was looking for a golden parachute elsewhere. Where maybe UCLA had tipped its hand a bit that they were going in another direction next season. Right. And Chip Kelly is not very fond of the new era of college football. He's he not a fan of having to go and, and fight and scratch and claw for his roster constantly. So I, in this, have a hot take I would like to share with you, Josh Helmer. Ohio State is being lauded for doing what? Going for it, right? I would contend... I think they've been flat-out lucky. Now, have they made some moves to take advantage of it? You bet. But you don't hire Bill O'Brien, which, to be clear, I would not be mad if Bill O'Brien was my team's offensive coordinator. Alabama fans can feel some sort of way, and that's fine. I mean, look at that quarterback mess he had to deal with up in New England this year, and they still won football games. It's it's shocking to me. I, I don't have a problem with Bill O'Brien. To me, to me, Bill O'Brien is a heck of a hire at a place like Ohio State. But he leaves late in kind of a shocking situation, and you're able to replace him with someone who might be even better in Chip Kelly. And and in that, you know, Ryan Day is getting away from calling plays. That's the big thing here. He's not calling plays anymore. He's going to become more presidential or whatever term people like to use with overseeing the whole thing. So now he gets the guy that taught him the offense they run and ends up giving them what Ryan Day would have wanted to do with the offensive firepower they allegedly have. It's not just Chip Kelly. So you go from pretty good offensive coordinator, right? A guy that was O'Brien in Alabama when they won the national title in 20 or no? I don't, I don't maybe he wasn't. Maybe he came in at 21. I'm sorry, I'm causing Josh to Google like crazy during this this layout of how lucky Ohio State has been this season, okay? Hold on. Yeah, I wanted to find the- No, no, it was Sark. Okay, I apologize. It was Sark because then he left for Texas. Um, remember, that we were like, gosh, can you imagine when Sark gets to Texas? I was just trying to figure out what the State. Billboard Top 100 looked like when Chip Kelly uh, was taking Oregon okay. to National yeah. Championship games. But, I mean, you fall. People that get fired, and when they get fired, you're like, how did they get a better job? Chip Kelly falls upward. Yeah, he's one of those guys, no doubt. But also in that, Ohio State probably gets a better OC in Chip Kelly for what they want to do than Bill O'Brien. Because, again, we're in love with Jason Derulo and that era. (laughs) 
I'm still hung up on 2010 Chip Kelly. Okay. Right with the uh, as compared to Bill O'Brien, I agree Absolutely. with you. I think that they Absolutely. won out on this deal, but I don't know if it's me falling in love with what I remember Chip Kelly to be. Because look, it was just okay, right at UCLA. I mean, it was it was all right. Uh, the the Philadelphia Eagles stint mostly stunk. It was not good. He had one good season. There, the the it first opened, year, it opened well and it went downhill. So, am I, are you and I in love with this Chip Kelly from 15 years ago? Maybe. And I would say, yeah, yeah, we probably are. And yet I'm still in that mindset of, okay, I think they came out ahead on the deal, Bill O'Brien bolting and and winding up with Chip Kelly. So let let me continue how I think that there is a certain faction of L-U-C-K involved here for Ohio State. All right? I don't – I'm not the biggest Kyle McCord fan on the planet, but he transfers. Who do you go get in the portal? Will Howard. I don't know how much of a significant upgrade Will Howard is over Kyle McCord. I think it's pretty substantial. You do? Okay. Yes. Well, let's say if you feel like I do, what do you end up falling into? Julian Sang, five-star quarterback from the recruiting class just last year, who is now inserted into that quarterback room. So you don't feel good about Will Howard. You do. Not, But just playing the hypothetical, let's say you don't. You even fall back into a five-star quarterback to join that room. You options. lose options, right? You need a safety. You lost arguably your best safety to the NFL. Bro, you fall backwards into Caleb Downs. Now, you didn't have to beat Georgia to go get him, right? You had to pony up. And when you're just you're, you're wondering about your overall durability in your backfield, Trayvon Henderson has overcome some injuries. I, I don't really know if they're all that sold on the Hayden kid. Lo and behold, Quinshawn Judkins gets upset about Ole Miss not paying him enough money, and you add him to your backfield. With Chip Kelly as your coach, and oh yeah, by the way, to sync up the interior of your offensive line, let's go ahead and get another Alabama guy in Seth McLaughlin due to Saban's departure. I mean, they have fallen into some incredible. Now they got to create it. They got to create sure. it, right? Put all the little puzzle pieces together, but make it work. Holy smokes, man! And you know the additions they've made are in part tied to this, but the heat ratcheting up on Ryan Day. Can he finally go win us one of these big ones? How about Saban steps away, Harbaugh steps away? I mean, the timing for Ryan Day is. You got to get it done. Well, and it's great for him that those guys are stepping away because it gives him the landscape of college football. He's got a better chance now to to break through when he needs to or else he's going to be on the ouster. <laughs> I could not agree more. And, and that's kind of lucky. And well, Exactly. Dude, everyone who should have a leg up on you is suddenly trying to find even – the, even the team's coming in. USC is putting everything they have on a quarterback who played well in a bowl game against North Carolina State. I mean, Oregon's coming. Now Oregon's going to be interesting in the Big Ten. Um, they could be a, a little bit of a wagon. Could be a wagon this year with DG. But you kind. I guess my point is you get a sense of now or never for Ohio State 
And in particular, Ryan Day. And specifically Ryan Day. Ohio State's still going to be around, right? It's not like they're going to disappear. But when you get – like, for instance, if tomorrow Seth Luttrell and Joe John Finley got, like, hired away, so both of you are – I mean, could you imagine if you're able to fall into I, Chip Kelly or whomever, right? I mean, you, you wouldn't think that would be a, an opportunity Colin at this Klein. point. Colin Klein? If, if you – are led to believe that he's this great up and comer. Sometimes, too, you got to create your own luck. And Ohio State has made that commitment to say, we're in. Let's go. You love it. Okay. Um, we're in in terms of collective name, image, likeness. We're going to pay. We're going to make sure this happens. What do you need, Ryan Day? What do you need? All right. We got you. Quinchon Judkins is asking what? All right, come on. Let's have a conversation. Let's have a conversation. It's, impre- it's impressive. And also very lucky <laughs> as far as the way. And, again, it's probably unfair for me to say they got lucky. But as far as the timing of some of this stuff, you get lucky. And no team took more advantage of Nick Saban leaving than Ohio State did. They're going to run Will Howard a lot. And then you add that aspect to it, and I'm like, gosh, big durable guy that can move. Maybe I'm underestimating what he can be at Ohio State. Which I've, they're going to be, they're going to be really good. Man. I've constantly underestimated Ohio State too. All right, so just want to throw that out there. We hadn't had a chance to really vamp on college football, and I think saying this too, Josh, makes Oklahoma fans feel some sort of way because they look at it like, oh, why didn't we go do that? Why didn't we go get downs? Why didn't we go get this guy? Sure, I think that's where the frustration lies too. All right, quick break. When we come back, with the text line. Uh, I've got an update on the NCAA versus all y'all. We're going to hear from Michael McCann right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. We have breaking news, Josh. You don't say. And our breaking news update is brought to you by Wagner's. Wagner's Heating, Air Conditioning, Electrical, and Plumbing. We sell the best and service the rest. The NFL has released its list of prospects invited to the NFL Combine. Three Oklahoma Sooners dot that list. Okay. One of the three was not at the Senior Bowl. All three are offensive linemen. Okay. Andrew Rame, Walter Rouse, and Tyler Guyton have all been invited to the Senior Bowl. I'm sorry, um... The combine. It's a big deal. Combine invites are a big deal. 321 prospects have been invited. The combine will begin the final week in February. That's Monday, February 26th, and will roll through March 4th. All the quarterbacks are going to be there. <laughs> Listen to this list of quarterbacks. They have one, two, three, four, five, six. Like 15 quarterbacks are going to be there. Jane Daniels, obviously. Drake May, Caleb Williams. Spencer Rattler. So technically there's two Oklahoma quarterbacks that are going to be there. J.J. McCarthy, Bo Nix, Joe Milton. Sneaky, sneaky good quarterback in this draft, Josh. Michael Pratt from Tulane. You know what? He is. Good time for Oklahoma to get on the trail and start recruiting some offensive linemen, I would say. Yeah, yeah. You just had, you just had two win a Super Bowl ring again for Creed Humphrey. 
Is that the first for Wanye Morris? Yeah. Well, it's his first season there, so it makes sense. And now you look at the combine. Here's three more. Here's three more offensive linemen. And I think oh, – this is a quick perusal. Someone that has – more time and doesn't want to sit here and watch me meander around. I think Oklahoma represents the most offensive linemen that are represented at the Combine right now. Cue up those Bill Biedenbow salary numbers here. Let's get them going. Let's get it cooking. <laughs> All right, so that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. And, you know, the, the, the Tyler Guyton train is still cooking. Many, many, many feel like he's going to be a first-round pick, and understandably so. Walter Rouse uh, – a couple weeks ago, I did a show with one of the Shrine Bowl dudes, and they thought that Walter Rouse had worked himself into position where he could be a day two pick. Okay. Same for Andrew Rain. So you're talking about three offensive linemen who could find themselves gone in the first 100 picks? I'm not getting, I'm going to stay calm. I'm not going to get over my skis yet. But that's not too shabby. I haven't looked at the draft tech seven-round mock draft yet. <laughs> There's this website called like drafttech.com that for some reason, some reason, Josh, I absolutely adore. Because they do seven-round mocks or what? Yes, because they do seven-round mocks. Now, I don't know if they're ever even close to being right. but No, that's great, though. We, we stand the effort of a seven-round mock. L- uh, Large Williams does bring up a good point. Uh, Large William writes, Drake Stoops snubbed again. The 214. No Drake Stoops. Yeah, no Drake Stoops. I kind of thought he had done maybe enough to earn the combine invite. But, but, I would also add, that makes his pro day at Oklahoma much, much more important. They'll find these dudes, Josh. They'll fall in love with them. Maybe, maybe Drake can be one of those guys. Did I have Potter? Did I have a little mush mouth whenever I said that's cool? That's cool. I um, let's look at the wide receivers. Who can we be angry at? They got an invite over Drake. Hold on here. Oh, so I guess you're just going to invite Marvin Harrison Jr. over Drake? Absurd. Jalen Coker out of Holy Cross. Dang, this receiver class is just so loaded this year too. I mean, so loaded. They invited Jordan Whittington. Oh, Over Drake uh, Stoops? Where's he getting drafted? <laughs> Probably like five. <laughs> yeah, pretty high. So he's not falling to 32, unfortunately. Is unfortunately, that what you're unless you guys have another sneaky move where someone's dumb enough to say, hey, man, the Chiefs are offering us a couple first-round picks. Yeah, you want to pick 32nd instead of 10th? I would say, you know who I don't want? You know, Ladd McConkey being on here. Where, uh, where's the draft this year? Detroit. The Motor City. It's in Detroit. Yeah, Gosh, Detroit fans. We've got one of our producers whom I love to death. Uh, his name is Chris Perfett at Fox Sports Radio. And Detroit Detroit homers kind of went for, man, what a great season, too. Oh, I mean, the Niners. I mean, we should have won that game. I mean, they're just terrible. We're so much better than them. You're like, <laughs> you guys had a really good year. You kind of blew it. It's okay. I mean, calm. No, I know. Oh, I know. I watch football. I, I know you watch football. I, I get it, but you really they did, they did blow it. You did, but you blew it, man. I mean, come on, you, calm down. I think they're coming back to earth next year too. I really do. Yeah, I, I could see them uh, not reaching NFC Championship game heights. <laughs> I still think they're going to be really good. I do too. But uh, it's tough to get in that game, man. 
Yeah, it is. It is. Certainly Lad- tough to build a 17-point lead in that game. Lad McConkey and Luke McCaffrey got an invite. McConkey pretty good. McCaffrey. Uh, mm. Well, I again, I never want to be that guy, but maybe there is an injury that happens or somebody's not able to go so they can slide Drake in, but I, I hate that for him. Mm. Uh, Doug and Norman writes, Chris, you just stated USC is putting all – their hopes into a quarterback who only played well in a bowl game. Doesn't that remind you of a school that put all of an upcoming season hopes into a bowl game star who never panned out named Trevor Knight? Why you got to bring up 2014, man? Why you got to bring it up? Why is Trevor Knight catching strays this morning? <laughs> the 2014 Sooner season. I, I think about 11 and 14 a lot. 11 was my first year, so obviously I'm a little bit more nostalgic nostalgic about it and looking back. And I, I, I am blessed enough to work with E.J. Manuel quite a bit, and so we talk about it a lot. And he'll bring up the Travis Lewis hit. That I think it, I think it separated his shoulder. Like, he had to go. It affected him through the draft process. That's when they went and won at Doak. Went and won. Went and won. God, that was a huge win. But to me – that 2014 season, since you brought it up, Doug, 2014 season is one of those to where you're like, wow, what happened? What, what happened? It's all Katy Perry's fault, right? I mean, they were 4-0. They beat the snot out of Tennessee. Now, it might be Trevor's fault for not making the call. Some would say that the Tennessee game, uh, Ted like to use the analogy lipstick on a pig every now and then for certain drives. And there was a few times where Tennessee, I think Julian Wilson had a big interception in the red zone that kind of thwarted a drive. But that was a 4-0 football team that went to Mountaineer Field, number four team in the country. The bottom just fell out, man. Mm. That was that. Very, very forgettable game against Baylor at home whenever Trevor Knight got oh, blasted no. into another universe. I don't like to think about it, Josh. I don't like to think about it. Anyway, fair point, Doug and Norman. Thanks for ripping the Band-Aid off there, buddy. We appreciate it. Way to add to the pain of Drake Stoops not being invited to the Combine even Repunt more. season? That's the repunt season. Yes, yeah. it is. That was also... Oh man, what a yeah, what a horrible year! Oh, that bowl game, that, I felt. I mean, and I had to talk to coach afterwards, and um, Bob doesn't want to talk about that game. He wants to start recruiting and get guys in there. Yeah, get the heck out of there. No bueno, Josh. Though I don't, I don't know. You know, USC schedule. It's a fair comparison. USC schedule is a beast next year. It's an absolute beast. Mm-hmm. So you're not. I don't think it's going to go well for them. I'm kind of thinking it's not either. All right, we got to break. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know how we got there. I blame, I blame Doug from Norman and Drake Stoops getting, uh, getting snubbed from the combine. But there you go. Three Oklahoma Sooners get combine invites, and they're all offensive linemen. Andrew Rame. Walter, no, Walter, Walter Rouse, Rouse. I almost said Walter Boyd, my man from Tulsa. Walter Rouse and Tyler Guy. All right, quick break. Your text are next on The Ref. It's The Plank Show. Welcome back, everybody. Hope you're having a nice start to your day. Hour number two presented by Allison Insurance. 
Give Bob and Robert Allison a call, 405-745-2968, where they can find the needs to best fit you and your office for insurance. Or they've been helping you and your family for over 60 years. Allisoninsurance.com. To the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line we go. Sean chimes in and says, 2011, much worse. Number one in the uh, BCS. Lose to Missouri in the famous what difference does it matter game. Sorry, famous futile game. Um, Do you remember the end of that game? N- that was 10. We didn't lose to Missouri in 11. Well, do you remember the 2010 game? You know what? Can I tell a story real quick? Because it was my last year that I was in at every single game. That's why I know. They all, they all kind of run together. During my, during my run, uh, the, uh, the Oklahoma versus Missouri 1-0. And, in fact, that 2011 game against Missouri, is, is he, but we didn't lose to Missouri in 2011. We were number one in the BCS. But – in that uh, Missouri game, we didn't play all that well. We didn't play well at all. And, uh, in fact, Missouri had Kobe uh, – was it Kobe Jones? No, he's a soccer guy. But they had a quarterback. And I remember after the game, I was talking to I was talking to an unnamed OU insider that said – because I was freaking out. I was like, we played terrible. He's like, hey, 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 listen, just calm down. And remember, sometimes the opponents are better than you anticipate. So you can't be – panicking every time you play a relatively close game. I was like, ah, that's good advice. Because I was still in sports radio mode, Josh. You only win by 10 when you were supposed to win by 20. Everyone should be fired. <laughs> yeah, we stink. That's right. Yeah, I that Missouri game in – The year before. The year before in 2010, they still weren't number one overall. They were number one in the BCS. Oh, okay. When the, when the game was played. I, at Mizzou. I had a remote at um, – we had a watch party – at Oktoberfest, Chuck Stickle and I, even though we were on competing radio stations, and I was in charge of the KMOD van. That's the most radio name I've ever heard. Chuck Stickle? Chuck Stickle. He's Chuck the sports guy. Yeah, over on the edge. I think he's still there, right, Chuck? Um, But we, uh, so we had this remote. Well, I'm in charge of the buzz van. Oktoberfest is not for the designated driver. It really isn't. And so I, I had to, I had to be a good boy, Josh, and like we did a show that led right up to the pregame, I think it was, which was still two hours. And I remember saying, "I'm going home to watch this game. I'm going home." I got stopped twice, which again, I was on the KMOD van, Josh. The KMOD van was nice back in 22. It was nice. It was camo wrapping all around it. But I'm having to drive through Oktoberfest <laughs> at like five o'clock, so it's dark and people are everywhere, and it's just it's wild. And I get stopped by cops like twice. What are you doing? I'm like, I'm trying get me out of here. I want to go home. And so they finally kind of guided me out, and I get and, I, and I'm so excited, Josh. So I get home. Everyone's gone. Right? Everyone's gone. House to yourself? House to myself. Wow. To watch OU Missouri. Overnight show. Overnight show. I have this to talk. I'm working one to five. I'm doing one to five then. I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever. Out. 
just out as soon as I sit on the couch. And I wake up with like two minutes to go in the game, and it's like not going well. But that's that's why I cannot talk too much about the 2010 Missouri game. Fair enough. Well, because I then didn't go back to watch it when they lost, and then I realized I missed my opportunity for a fun free night. Late in the game, it's if my recollection serves me right here, OU was trailing by eight. They had a fourth and long mm-hmm. from inside their own 20-yard line, and, and OU and Bob Stoops punted. Mm-hmm. And the rationale after the game was, well – playing for BCS points here. Right. And that had folks feeling some kind of way because mathematically you pick up – I mean, you had a chance to go tie and and potentially win the game in overtime. Right. Instead, they punted. Oh, I see. So they were trailing. Yes, by eight and had the fourth and long. You you still were – it was a one-score game. Now it was a Mm -hmm. touchdown, two-point conversion. And uh, anyways, they they punted – Instead of instead of going for the fourth down. It's kind of wild to think how blessed I truly am right now and where I had to watch some of these games. The famous Sam Bradford flip game in Bedlam, I was doing uh, a Tulsa 66ers game. <laughs> I was courtside watching Tulsa play Dallas. The, uh, the Teddy Lehman play, I, ha- I was listening to it because I was driving back from an Oklahoma State watch party because we had the Cowboy Radio Network. It's just the things you had to do, Josh, in order to get by. All right, where do you want to go next on the text line? Sorry about that. Out of Cali from the 949. R.E., Chip Kelly, and UCLA. Okay. Lived in SoCal for over 30 years. The story out of UCLA was always about the lack of funding to support the Bruins by both the school and the donor base. That doesn't help much in the face of NIL. 72, Cerner. And I and I don't know how much old Chip Kelly was wanting to really go fight for those dollars. You know, he had at at I was always blown away that he ever left all, uh, Oregon. I think he could have stayed there, probably still been the coach there. I think if he could have it back, he never would because he always had Phil Knight. But I don't listen. We couldn't have seen what college football, college sports have become as recently as like four years ago. You know, no no one could have imagined this, that it would just be legal pay-for-play. That booster, this chaotic. Boosters paying money would be this this wild. I like that from Guy from Parts Unknown. We were talking a lot of college football earlier in the hour. Uh, what sucks for Napier, they could be a solid football team and go 7-5. and five. Yeah, I know. Welcome to the SEC. Right. I mean, that's that's something that's going to be a relatively challenging adjustment, I think, for Sooner and Texas fans, right? But also, that's not to say you're not suddenly going to be winning 10 games a season. You can still go out and win 10 games. This over-under of six and a half that was out there, bro, I'm just going to tell you right now. There's a pretty big difference between seven wins and nine, though. Massive difference. In the SEC, I mean, look, I, I get the schedules are daunting, and OU's got a, a big-time challenge, but... Seven and five means you weren't very good. Right. Nine and three? Okay. Couple might, of stumbles, a hey, co- couple of close games okay. versus great teams. I, we're up against it. But you're nine and three in the SEC, and your only losses are to a couple of teams that are in the top five, and maybe you get upset in there, you're probably knocking on the door of the playoffs. Techs have been really good today. Let me go further in depth when we come back right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. It's kind of funny. You talk about the great what-ifs in sports. What do we have during the summer? What if Wednesday? Which will be coming back 
Shortly. I don't know, shortly. I mean, like I said, I'm I'm diving into Fleetwood Mac last night. I miss football so much. I know it's well, it's almost it's not that close. We got you and I got a little bit of work and a ways to go, but it's almost streaming season again. That is true. It's true. Good time for you to get caught up on Stranger Things. I still haven't watched season two. <laughs> I gotta get caught up on Rick and Morty, but I I'm sorry. You have more important things to address here. What if Wednesday, the nine one eight Hits us up on the text line, Meyer Chevrolet text line. Because we started talking about, I don't know how we ended up. Into, oh, Doug from Norman, because we were talking about USC putting all of their eggs in a quarterback that played well in a bowl game. And he said, sounds to me like 2014 Oklahoma. The 918 writes, just think if they had the same rules in place that they do today, Baker Mayfield would have been your 2014 starter. You know, and, and that that sets up a laundry list of what ifs. But then you wouldn't have had him the uh, Rose Bowl season. You wouldn't have had him 17, 14, 15, 16, instead of 15, 16, 17. But here's the other part of it Would it have clicked so well that Oklahoma never even looked to East Carolina, to some dude named Lincoln Riley? Because, and I know, Sean, this is very triggering, so I apologize. Because Josh Heupel, a lot of people feel like Baker Mayfield was the dude that was, Baker Mayfield's the dude perfectly suited for about anyone's offense in college, by the way. He's a professional quarterback. Right, I mean, he's number, number one, one big in the draft. Yeah, number one over so when I say it. this, I realize how ignorant it sounds, but a lot of people thought, hey, he was the guy. Josh thought he was going to be the guy. So just, it's a fair point on the what-if side but would you trade that possibility for what it ended up becoming? I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would. Softball Steve writes, OU at Baylor. If a if OU hits three, it hits goodness gracious, am I reading today? If OU hits their threes and bullies up down low, we can win. No more than ten turnovers. OU's goal every game is the standard twelve. OU's got a chance at Baylor. I'm taking the Sooners. Well, let's hear from the Bears play-by-play guy, John Morris, in the top five stories of the day to preview this matchup next on The Ref.